Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We got our guy Isaac Feldman here who used to work with us. He yeah. works at the Sports Network. He fought last week and won. Winner by knockout from Long Island, New York, Isaac Here's the problem with that. Now with the proliferation of MMA, yes, you ain't got anybody. You have no idea. Because that dude Isaac, who's a great kid, yeah, you'd look at him and go, I'll probably have this guy. I can handle this guy. He'd kill Meanwhile, you in 30 what? seconds. What? Right. Hiya! And they're like, I hurt the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ike to Gone. What's up, everybody? Another Ike to Gone started. Not in the book. Started, started, started. Getting ahead of myself. I'm very excited about this episode. I'm joined by some of my best friends. Some, some. I don't want to exclude my boys, Joe, Jared. I guess, I guess, I guess he is. Uh... Who else? Laura. My great friend Laura. She's not a boy, but she's one of my best gals. Um, let's see. Am I missing anybody? Hmm. No, nope, that's the click. Joe, Jarrett, and my boys, and Laura, my gal, but my boys who are joining me this episode, Milton... Emilio Rosario, or as LinkedIn knows him by, Dr. Emilio Rosario. He will be joining me along with our former fellow college dorm mate, roommate, Alexander Ferrara. He is an artist, a skateboard personality, and just an overall cool dude. And after I give you guys the meat and potatoes, which is why you're here for the Iktagon, the MMA content, we'll get to them. And it's just a conversation. It's bare. I mean, it's like 1% MMA talk, barely, like nothing. It's just about life and catching up with them. And Zoom and the times that we're in gives, a, gives me an excuse to reach out to some friends, family, coworkers, and amazing life friends so that will be coming up after i recap ufc jacksonville uno so let's start with the main event glover teixeira former light heavyweight ufc title challenger he lost to john jones in a five-round decision he went against anthony smith who also challenged john jones UFC 235 last year, a little over a year ago. If you famously remember Smith, and it's important that you remember this, 
Smith in the fourth round of that title fight against John Jones was illegally kneed in the head. John Jones had a position where he was kind of like a big brother position. He had one hand on the back of Anthony Smith's neck and basically another hand on his rib cage. So he posted against him and then wham, he knees him in the head illegally because Smith had more than two points of contact touching the canvas, which is illegal. Are we surprised that John Jones is doing something illegal? No, we're not. But the point of the story is that Anthony Smith is tough as nails. He could have taken the loss. He could have, by disqualification, became the UFC's light heavyweight champion and broke up John Jones' winning streak and title streak, but he didn't. He's a man's man. And Ara Hawani said he would have taken the title and he would have uh, ran away with that title. Uh, this is back in March of 2019. Uh, I'll dig up the footage, I mean, the audio or the video if I really want to bury on Hawani. I don't want to do too much of that because the, the clip of Hawani saying he didn't miss the fans, which he reiterated in his latest podcast, was enough. It drilled home. It got enough tension. He knows I'm coming for him. He knows the octagon's on his heels. He can run and hide in his octagon behind Dana White, who really doesn't care about him. But the octagon is coming for Hawani. But point of this story now, or point of this tangent, is that Hawani would have taken the title if presented the same opportunity to Anthony Smith. Smith said, I'm not you, Hawani. I didn't go to Syracuse Broadcasting School. I'm not all this pleasant type of person shenanigans stuff i'm a i'm a man's man i'm a gritty man and it came to the surface again anthony smith hell of a hell of a jaw hell of a will so much heart he earned the name lionheart it makes sense because glover to share it took Hook after hook after ground and pound after position after hammer fist after hammer fist. Anthony Smith at one point was taking out, uh, what do you call those? Uh, not the porcelain. Yeah, I think it is the porcelain teeth. He was t- popping them out while he's being punched in the side of the face and he's handing to the ref. He goes, hey, here, hold this. I might need this. Uh, these are my dentures. Uh, I-, I might need them after. He's so damn tough. He's doing his own dentist work. Uh, No, Dr. Emilio Rosario can't do his work. Uh, Dr. Emilio Rosario does footwork, but we'll get into that later. Smith is so damn tough that he was in the fight the whole time mentally. Maybe his body gave out on him, and we've seen that before, that sometimes fighters are too tough for their own good. Dan Hooker going against Ebson Barbosa. His mind would not quit. His mind was in the fight the whole time. But when your liver gives out, when your diaphragm gives out, when your femur and shin bones are tired of being checked and kicked and your jaw is tired of being punched, your body collapses at some point. And there's a lot of controversy going around with should Smith's corner, uh, more direct, Mark Montoya out of Denver, should he have thrown in the towel earlier and avoid the, the, the damage that Smith endured and Take away, yes, the the small chance of him coming back, but there is always the chance. There's the Frankie Edgar, there's the Michael Bisping chance of coming back to have a huge comeback and win the fight. But it's easy for a media member in their safe, cozy studio chair to say that Mark Montoya screwed up 
And the exact quote, because I'm not going to just play the audio of his voice. Trust me, this is the quote. This is what Hawani said on his ESPN MMA podcast with Daniel Cormier, DC. Quote, Smith will be feeling this loss for years. End quote. Ariel Hawani. Now, the point of that quote, what he's saying is this might, this might have done long-term damage. And obviously, we're not going to know in his next fight. We're not going to know in three fights. Well, maybe in three fights if he loses three straight and he's knocked out. But Smith has a reputation to take a hell of a beating. Like a hell of a beating. If you go back to his fight against Thiago Santos, the fight was at 185 pounds. Both guys now fight at 205 pounds. Both guys challenge for John Jones. But... Anthony Smith versus Thiago Santos at 185 pounds. Oh my goodness. Google that. Look it up. Images. If you can't afford the UFC Fight Pass package, I think it's about nine bucks. It's not super worth it. It's decently worth it. They should make it free or the at least the pay-per-views should be included in it like the WWE uh, package. But anyway, if you see that fight, oh my goodness. It wasn't totally back and forth. It was pretty one-sided in favor of Santos. And man, did Smith take a hell of a beating. I actually spoke to Smith's coach, Mark Montoya, after visiting their lovely gym in Denver, uh, Factory X. And it literally is a factory in the middle of nowhere. I uh, That's actually where I met Eric Anders, who I talked to uh, last week. Eric Anders is fighting tomorrow on a UFC Jacksonville Dois dose card but Smith Montoya they're on the same wavelength they know what the game plan is they've seen each other way outside of the public's eyes in terms of how much time they spent watching tape studying not just the training part but the conversations and the life stories and I'm sure the barbecues and the cookouts the dinners the bar nights the the family gatherings or the gym gatherings, whatever you want to call it. It's a lot more to the relationship than what you see on fight night. And that's where I think the cozy, soft, studio chair sitting host, I'm not going to say his name again, that's where they're wrong. Because it's easy for them to say this loss is going to affect him for the rest of his career. Wow, wow, way to be positive, way to be positive. This loss is going to throw off his career. He screwed. Well, then he might as well retire, right? He might as well just have taken his gloves off, placed him in the middle of the octagon or the octagon and said, this is it. I'm done. I don't need to pursue a comeback story again. I don't need to win three straight by finish again. I don't need to stop some legend's on my way to a title fight against the greatest MMA fighter of all time with an asterisk against John Jones. I don't need to do that. I should just retire. He should listen to that. He's no longer a journalist. He's turned into a pundit, a personality, a commentator, somebody who's just, who's just, hear ye, hear ye. I am high above you on my horse and my, it's not a soapbox, but I will cast down my words of judgment. Who the hell are you to tell Anthony Smith, the Lionheart, that he is going to be feeling this for the rest of his career? Stop. Stop, 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 stop. You're way ahead of yourself. 
Maybe you were drinking the Kool-Aid that your wife or kids making because you're staying home, but slow your roll, calm down. Anthony Smith has a lot more in the tank. I, look what he did after the John Jones loss. He came back to submit uh, Alexander Gustafson, Volkan Ozdemir. This guy, will he climbs, 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 and then he hits a little plateau, climbs, 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 little plateau, climbs, climbs, climbs. I am behind Anthony Smith to come back, to right the ship. Glover Teixeira just had a hell of a night. Who would have expected that? I bet, I can't name one person who bet on Glover Teixeira. I know my boy Robbie, who just got arrested on the last episode, was saying, dude, I think Glover might win it. Yeah, anybody might win it. These are different types of circumstances with this COVID-19 and pandemic times that we're in. Everybody's mental state is in flux. It really shows you how important the mental side of this is. Justin Gaethje, the odds were against him on any other fight night. But he was just mentally stronger on, what was it, May 9th against Tony Ferguson. Henry Cejudo shows that a freaking tank can't ruin his confidence or can't run over his confidence. It's a di different circumstances. And this is what I, I love so much about mixed martial arts. Everybody wants the inside. Everybody wants to make picks or somebody just stays away and not make picks. I, I also appreciate that because they don't want to be rooting for a guy to lose. They just want to sit back, you know, just... No dog in the fight, basically. I understand that. But the coolest part of this sport is the mental side of it. And I also do a Mind, Body, Soul podcast where I try my best to relate to these UFC cage warriors who step in there on a seasonal basis, sometimes even sooner than that, like a Donald Cowboy Cerrone, and put everything on the line and do not quit in a fight, Stephen A. Smith, and put everything that they have, their reputation, their health, their their not their family's name, but their name on the line. And that's what I love about this sport. It's so dang mental in a good way. And it takes so much visualization and mental repetitions over and over and over to, <clears throat> to really find out what you got about yourself. And Anthony Lionheart-Smith and... His coach, Factory X's own, Mark Montoya, they know what they have in each other. They know what Smith can push to. Smith knows what Montoya has in him. He knows if he's too tired to stay at the gym for a film session. He knows if he could stay up for three straight days and study film. They know each other, and I don't think really anybody's in the proper position to say that should have thrown in the towel sooner Smith will be feeling this for years I think Smith knows how he will be feeling in years and we need to stop writing the narrative for narratives that we don't control so and what the hell's in the water over there in that Denver water I mean I went over there everybody's like super nice or super weird everybody's like hey how you doing can I uh, can I get you anything uh, do you like this you will list four or five or six or seven things to the Denver waiters and you're like there's no the schmuck's gonna remember it no he he remembers it i'm like damn i go maybe there is something to the rocky mountain Colorado. maybe there is something to it but on the flip side i've seen people just kind of drift in the wind mentally 
where I'm like, uh, can I get uh, $20 on pump eight? Run back out to the pump, waiting for it to click in. Huh, okay. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe she forgot. Maybe she's busy. I run back in. Hey, uh, did you get the 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, was it nine? No, no, it was eight. Okay. That's an easy mistake. That's fine. Run back out. Nope. No, I hear pump nine working now. I run back in. Uh, I think it's the wrong pump. She goes, for what? What are we talking about? I'm like, woo! So my point is, what the hell is in that Denver air and water and sun? Apparently, this is a fun fact. Denver gets the most sunny days out of anywhere in America. So I've heard. But my point with what's going on in Denver is we've seen a similar fighter in a similar circumstance, Raquel Pennington, who is a warrior, who challenged for a title, who did not win the title, who faced an all-time great Amanda Nunes back at UFC 224. Raquel Pennington, she was hurting on the stool and her coach uh, i'm sorry i don't remember but he was motivating her he was firing her up and that footage the corner footage of raquel pennington who was beaten and battered but was not broken was released and the public did not see the side of the coach and the coach's response if i remember on the Errol hawani espn mma show damn i said He was basically saying, I know what Raquel Pennington has in the tank. I've seen it Monday to Saturday. I know what she's got. I know what her limits are. And I don't know when she's getting the title fight. And what do you know? It's been over just about two years. And she hasn't gotten that title fight since. And did it cost her? Did she... Is she feeling this years later? I mean, she hasn't come back from a title fight. Anthony Smith has been up and down adversity, but he's he's done better with adversity than comparing to Raquel Pennington's career. But Raquel Pennington has not come back to fight a title. She's faced title challengers in Jermaine Durandamy and former UFC champions in Holly Holm and... The jury's still out. Because Jermaine Durandamy is an amazing fighter. We obviously know how good Holly Holm is. And Holly Holm did no damage in that fight back at UFC 246. uh, The Conor McGregor card in January. So the jury's still out on will these fighters be feeling it years from now. So moving on. And is this a Dominic Cruz hangover? And we, we just saw in the last fight, did it go too long? Maybe. Maybe. That was uh, Keith Peterson in the uh, who refed the Dominic Cruz fight. This was Jason Herzog. So now I got to pay attention to the referees. Thank you, Dominic Cruz. Thank you. Moving on. What's next for Drew Dober, who was another Denver kid? I guess they all traveled in the same bus. He got in a huge knockout now he's knocked out two people or finished two people in a row back at ufc 246 he knocked out uh hasselhoff hasselhoff i should know this it's like naras harassle harasselhoff all right we're doing this live nasrat 
Hapakaras. Nasrak Hapakaras. You know, good old Nasrak, my boy. Knocked out Nasrat, and then knocked out Alexander Hernandez. It's a great job by him. Good-looking kid. Sky-high potential. 31 years old, just coming into his own at 155 pounds. What's next for him? I think he should face somebody that's heavy into grappling. And if you look at the rankings, is that Gregor Gillespie? Is that Kevin Lee? Is that Islam Makachev? Diego Fajera? I think he needs to face somebody who could be a top 10, at least a top 12, because Drew Dober is now a top 15. Somebody who is wrestling heavy, who can really, really challenge him. And uh, it's exciting to see where the kid goes next. We'll be talking to somebody who is very close to Drew Dober and Elliot Marshall who has a who is part owner of a gym out in Denver next week on the Octagon. So tune into that. Moving on for this card, OSP OVSP against Ben Creepy Rothwell. That is not his nickname, but it should be. This guy lurks when he chases people. I swear, he goes in like he must have an off hip or an off knee. He really leans in like this. He just he, he's like a a PlayStation loading character. Round one. That fight was good. Some action. Back and forth, back and forth. OSP making his heavyweight debut. Ben Rothwell said he did well, but maybe that's to pump his own stock up. Went okay. Rothwell got the win. That's it. Nothing to write home about. This is the ESPN Plus fights, baby. You're going to get fights like these. It's not the pay-per-view card and the dynamic. Like, one of the best cards I've ever seen in UFC 249. Last week and amazing. Not every card's gonna be like that. That's why they should have made it free. That's why they should have made it free. Moving on, Brian Kelleher, Long Island Zone, Long Island Zone, Long Island Zone, gets the knockout. Wow, another UFC 246 fighter, Brian Kelleher, huge knockout, Long Island Zone, calls out Sean O'Malley, also wants Dana White to. Call out Reebok and get him the uh, the tie-dye shorts. I guess it would be some hippie man. Doing some, uh, doing some big things for Brian Kelleher and Long Island Zone. So I'm very happy for him. And uh, I will try to get him on the uh, Iktagon. Hopefully he obliges and is like, Yo, brother, strong on, strong on. Let's do it. Hopefully. Andre Avlosky, former UFC heavyweight champion, gets another win. Wow, beats Philip Linz, outpointed him. That's all Arlosky's doing nowadays. I believe he, he he's Florida or still in New uh, New Mexico, Albuquerque. But uh, Andre Arlosky, oh my goodness. Great job by you, man. Great job by you. But the star of the night, Chase, besides Glover Tischer, Chase Sherman. Oh, and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing I got wrong with the people going after Mark Montoya of Anthony Smith Lionheart. That's the biggest problem is that they're not prompting up the guy that should be getting attention, a guy who challenged John Jones, who went five rounds for John Jones, who's been a, a stand-up citizen, who's been a really cool guy, who loves Mike Tyson. I don't know what that has to do with anything. But Glover Teixeira should be getting prompted up what? Because he's not a great personality. We got to find a storyline. Well, Anthony Smith, you took a beating. You lost some teeth. Let's move on. 
Shake it off, kid. I'm sure that's what his coach is saying, but let's prompt up the winner. Oh my goodness, he was the star of the card. And I fell into that trap talking about Smith and all the clickbait and all the, the catchy headline stuff. I should be prompted up Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira is now third all time by his lonesome self for UFC light heavyweight wins. It's John Jones, Ryan Bader, who's in Bellator, and Glover Teixeira. Goodness, and he's won four in a row. Let's prompt them up, people. Let's talk about the good, the positive. I feel like everybody falls victim to the Stephen A. Smith first take crap. I hate you, and I'm going to tell you why. Hold on. After the commercial break, Max, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Stephen. I still hate you. It's sad, it's annoying, and it's immature. Coming from me, a guy who's like 20 years younger than Stephen A. Smith. It's immature. But Chase Sherman, great job. You get the second star of the night, brother. Chase Sherman, who was in the UFC, who's a very marketable guy. I'll be there. It's Quesadilla night. I got to wrap up real quick. Wrapping it up. Okay. I'm coming. 30 seconds. Chase Sherman. UFC heavyweight, was doing up and down in the UFC, went away to Island Fights promotion, did fantastic, came back to the UFC, oh my goodness, put on a hell of a performance, gotta be performance of the night, great job Chase Sherman. Guys, coming up next, Dr. Emilio Rosario, and artist and skateboard personality, no, not Keanu Reeves, Alexander Ferrara! Enjoy. I should put like a thing on my name and be like, I'm Spanish. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I was debating whether we should have Laura on this, but then it'll get too like, you know, oh my God. Uh, Maybe next she week. Would break, she'd break down the fights and be like, Laura, you know what you're talking about? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, that's a great introduction. And Iktagon, friends, family, followers, so listeners, subscribers. We're being joined by Dr. Emilio and Alexander. I was going to say Fernandez, but Alexander Ferrara. Uh, they are my college roommates. They are my best men. They are cool dudes. We've had a lot of travels, experiences, experiences together. And uh, we now are in different parts of the United States. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Glad to be here. Uh, this is something we actually talked about for a long, long time. Is it? I wasn't in the conversation. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Are you seeing two people again, Milton? How many days have you been up? No, but I'm being honest. I mean, I remember us you know, just joking around. Like, man, like, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a podcast and you know we can you know get each other on and you know see where it goes. Still don't know if I ever had this conversation with you. <laughs> me either, Milton. But it's I like it. I like it. And it happened one way or the other. It was uh, you know. It wasn't premeditated, at least for the rest of you guys. So what are you drinking there, Alex? Uh, beer from Vermont. And I'm in Los Angeles, obviously. But, you know, a place on the road gets it. And, um, you know, it's a beer I love. It's hard to find. So you know, pay the extra money. 
Did you get it at a store? You said on the road? I think it's like a beverage center. It's like a bunch of beers and it's a deli place also. Did you gear up and everything? Nope. Nope. My uh, my lady picked it up, so I have to go there. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, Milton. Where you been? I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the world, man. I've been in my little bubble. I'm a caged animal, man. That's true. That's true. Well, you're fighting the good fight, though, Milton, right? Aren't you doing yeah. some crazy stuff at the uh, hospital? Yeah, there's crazy toes, right? <laughs> there's a crazy toe thing from Corona, right? Yeah, Nartos, man. I, I, no one knows Nartos. Nartos. They do those Nartos, man, and they're like, you know, what the hell are you talking about? It's inside joke, man, all the way. No, but I saw the photo with you all hazmated. You look like you're about to weld an Iron Man suit. Damn. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's got it. Man, are you having like a guilt trip here? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, wanted to ask you guys. I mean, obviously, you know, I have my perspective working in the medical field, but uh, do you think we should kind of get things started? Like, how, how do you guys kind of feel about, you know, everything being shut down and stuff? Do you think we're over, you know, overdoing it? Or it's just kind of, we should probably ball moving again just hoping and praying and to a higher energy or whatever people look to just hoping this thing gets gets going again man this engine i think in all honesty i think everybody appreciates life and the things we took for granted i didn't think i'd take much for granted and then when it was taken away like just going to the gym and doing martial arts i was like damn i did take it for granted i was like it's your life a lot man it's a yeah. a lot of people you know Especially you guys. I mean, I'm I'm in Ohio, which is it's literally a totally different animal, man. Like people here, Ohio, like, Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. I mean, to be honest, like most people here, like they they're homeowners, you know, they're like in a little bit of a more stable, it's cheaper to live here situation. Like I could imagine, like you know, at least from like from my wife's family, my family, the tension and like the stress that like, like friends and family members are going through in New York City and Los Angeles to fucking survive. Like you know what I mean? So well, that. You know, I don't know if that, that the reason I ask is because I don't know if that changes your you know perspective. That's probably why you feel like, yo, man, we gotta get this fucking thing. Well, I think all of us, uh, besides Dr. Emilio, ironically, has the uh, great immune system. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I think there's something to that. I would say for me, nothing's really changed. Uh, I mean, me either. I, besides like us going out and skateboarding, filming in the streets, like we're just like a little more held back from doing that. But um, I mean, I don't really ever go out. Like I'm just too busy in my own projects and shit. Um, but also it's nice knowing the road's driving so I can get from one side of LA to this side in like 10 minutes. Um, but also like the work I do, construction and all that stuff, like it still goes on. So like, I mean, people are just, a lot of people in that world are very kind of like, eh, whatever. Like I shook a guy's hand yesterday. No idea who he was. <laughs> I mean, but you know, you know, but I, I, I'm young and I, I feel good. But it's all this, obviously it's like those I interact with. If if I possibly get it, then I could spread to someone else. I could be ever moving the immune system. The funny thing about it is, I remember there was actually like an article or something. Was saying that the majority of people were like seventy percent of the American population was going to end up getting it. So it's like I wouldn't doubt it if I tested positive, but you know, I don't have any symptoms, you know. Um, but the really question that I kind of wanted to tie you guys, pull you guys in was more in relation to sports. 
because, you know, I mean, we, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, so I'm not really that crazy about whether they come back or not. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny because, like, for me, I have to play, like, two sides. Like, I have to be – when I'm talking to, like, you know, colleagues and stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we – we should probably, you know, be more conservative and blah, blah, blah. While they're on the side, I'm like checking my ESPN update and kind of like, when the hell is the preseason? Where the hell is the start, you know? Because I know for football, I like, there was this big, I don't know about how you guys felt about it, but there was a lot of big, like, discussion uh, whether they even should have the draft. You know, I don't yeah. know about that. I felt like it went great. Man. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I have no idea what happened. I just know my, my buddy Nate that's in med school. They didn't the what's it called match day. They yeah. did it from their homes with friends, like ten people max, I think. Oh, so so it was like oh, match day is a big event where everybody kind of gets in a big auditorium. It's a big thing where they reveal where they're going to go for the next so many years. But um, they're like oh well, we can't get together, so it's an even small room, with a small amount of people. And I actually didn't realize that actually the draft already happened. I wasn't really paying attention. Dude, think about how weird it is for people graduating. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, not even having a baby, but graduating, like something that should be like uh, something they remember for the rest of their life. I mean, they definitely remember for the rest of their lives, but you know, it's not going to be as. Uh, in New York City, they were saying that uh, they were going to be like help holding people back for the year. So it's like if you were, you're going to have to redo the year. I don't know how it is for college, but for, uh, high school, like old public schools in New York City and all that stuff, so they pretty much shut down this year and everyone's going to have to redo it. Next. Weren't they doing the Zoom stuff? Like, what's your sister? Isn't your sister in high school? Is she yeah. doing the Zoom stuff? I guess, I mean, maybe things have changed, but I remember it was like a lot of discussions when things were kind of at the peak, especially in New York. And I was like, that would be, I mean, if I was in Perch, it would be a little different. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> True, true, true. Now it's kind of like, yo, I want to get this fucking ball rolling, man. Like, you know, uh, my nephew's killing it, man. He's went to summer school two straight years. Now he gets to like Google everything, like every answer. Yeah, so like we've never seen higher answers from you. I mean, I higher tests. Yeah. That's what. That's funny, man. Oh, uh, purchase. For those that don't know, we all met in Purchase College, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. We got the city boy, got the suburb boy. Alex, would you consider yourself a country boy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was just all woods and cornfields and, yeah, farms are all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Houston is a beautiful place. Oh, thank um, you. I never said it wasn't. Never said it wasn't. Yeah, Gary, what the fuck? <laughs> Our first offense. You, you going you to beat that? <laughs> I'll uh, roll. I'll just hit explicit. Okay. What have you guys? That was 2013. We're seven years out. What's uh, what's changed for you, like mentally, not physically, Milton? Like, what's changed for you? <laughs> I mean, touching on like you know that whole. Would you? I mean, when I look back, how we all kind of became friends and stuff, it was kind of very unique, you know, in a weird way. Because I feel like if you would just kind of just as individuals, you probably wouldn't have thought like that. We all would have gelled. Uh, I mean, Gary, I kind of met you, you know, secondarily with Mark, you know. Yeah, we were scared of you. Yeah. And like, was, what is this kid going to the library and studying all that shit? I don't even know what the boys. 
And meanwhile, it turns out they were the assholes. I mean, Mark and Zach are good guys, but it's like yeah, in that in that world, they uh, they didn't know themselves. What's going on? I think that's I think that's Mark and Zach. <laughs> people are in the kitchen. We have six people in the house quarantined here, so uh, six people, one bathroom. Um, and everyone eats at the same time, so it's always, huh? That bathroom's getting violated, I'm sure. We've gone through so many matches, just like lighting matcher, you know, every hour, like two matches every hour at least. But, um, did you ask me a question? Because I couldn't hear anything. Um, yeah, how's the, does the lady friend still come over in this situation? She's, she's staying with me. Did you, you tell her, like, oh, you got to stay here for 14 days to know that you don't have it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how we started it. But then, you know, we just, we're just going with it. Yeah, I just met her on the street. I was like, you want to quarantine? Like, oh, what's up? You know, playing my, my slime moves from the, the country. Nice. My, my, how many kids you got out there, Mr. Ferrara? Uh, as far as I know, like four. <laughs> but, you know. Asian. There's been six of our kids that have been emailing me. And I'm not really sure. <laughs> they, wow, they're emailing now, man. You had them young. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, kids start young nowadays on social media. <laughs> Those fuckers know. are smart. <laughs> but, you know, when I wear my disguise and stuff, mustache. And... <laughs> I can't really tell why. I can't even tell who you are, man. Like, it, when... I remember when, like, Alex was, like, contemplating going to California. <laughs> It was 2014? Yeah. That's when I officially moved out here, yeah. But I, we did a road trip at the end of 2013 um, in a van. Moved out of that thing for like a month and a half on the road. And then um, got to L.A. And then stayed out here for another two more weeks. And then I flew back. Mm-hmm. I lived with my father for a little bit. Saved up some money. Moved back out. Still yeah. lived in the van for a little while longer. And then... Moved in a warehouse. In the van that, down by the river. That's amazing. We were actually in a van down by Huntington Beach on uh, Magnolia Street. That's really, an upgrade. Actually, like, you were a quarter mile from the beach, just, like, wow. super close. Actually, it was, like, next to a park, so we'd sleep there. There a bunch of other RVs and shit along the same streets. Um, we'd sleep there, get up in the morning, go hang out, like, put a little propane tank on the, on the grass and just cook some breakfast and stuff. And then we uh, go walk down the beach, hang out for a little bit, exercise with the Olympic rings I had just from a, on a tree and stuff. Nice. Go skate and film. And then, uh, yeah, that's how I started out here. remember Thanksgiving we had gotten out here and we were at the skate park that day. Went to a 7-Eleven, ordered a pizza for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Terrible pizza from 7-Eleven. Oh, man. And then that Seven Eleven actually is a mile down the road from me right here. That's so crazy that we stayed so close to that spot. Full circle. Full circle. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, for me, that's just like, that's kind of a scary leap of faith, man. Like, it takes balls. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's like, you know, because the funny thing is, I remember having this conversation when you came back and you were in Shushan, Shushan and you came down and visit us, uh, you know, visit us in Ludovica and stuff. You know. Dropping names. <laughs> Damn, he's awful for the meeting. <laughs> Don't repeat the story I told you about 40 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I'll write that down. Wilson's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking comedian. Get those jokes. It's amazing, man, because it's like, for me, Dude. like, I'm in my comfort zone to take, you know, uh, like a leap of faith, go out there, you know, and kind of just see what's out there, you know, and just kind of mm. go with it, you know? I mean, there's, you didn't have necessarily like a setup, but it's something that you always wanted to do. And I remember having this discussion with you and stuff, and it's like, yeah, man, I got to do it now. Because, you know, everything is never, nothing's ever perfect, right? by the timing. So you kind of have to just kind of give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, you got a stash, you know, chilling. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. Beautiful. It keeps me cool, you know. Yeah. I grow I grow this out to keep this short, don't worry. Look. Alex. <laughs> no, what? seriously. Have you ever thought about like doing underwear modeling? I know Milton joked about it, but did you any opportunity come across like or Zeke modeling or something? No, never really. Uh, I mean, you get you guys have mentioned it, but um, I mean, I would never pursue it. If something popped up organically, I'd be like, okay, cool. But because um, it's easy money. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I'm also not gonna do it, you know. Because you maintain fantastic physique. For anybody that has not no problem, anybody that has an excuse, I can't get to the gym during quarantine, I'm getting away. It's like, dude, you got your whole setup in your backyard. It's like, there's no excuse. And uh, dude, the rings, like it, like your whole physique's from everything in the backyard, right? The, what is it, gym rings? What do you got, a 30, 40 pound dumbbell or something? I got a 53 pound kettlebell. I got oh, two 40 pound dumbbells. Um, I got an ab wheel, which is my bread and butter. Been doing that since I was eight years old i think wow um milton loves that thing it's the same one from purchase what do you call the thing where you uh it's like you're you're flat and then you go to a, like upward like you do from standing is there a name for that thing dude that's uh, like the next level just, ab just standing ab wheel i think that thing's pretty sick yeah you know i mean it's hard yeah, when you stand, you go yeah that's pretty yeah. Cool. You can link the uh, link link the video to my workout. Uh, <laughs> dude, I talk about like uh, the Alex diet all the time. I was like, dude, how badly do you want to get shredded? Eat one egg a day, and that's it. Oh, let's 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 get into this, man. The method actor. Did you guys? I don't. I, I don't know if it's Joaquin or was it McConaughey or was it Christian Bale? The apple and one can of tuna. I, Think it was. I think that was Christian Bale. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. It's probably Joaquin. Probably reading that. He was like, "That's crap. Way too much food." Were you guys obsessed with like the Joker interviews? Like after the movie, I wanted to like see all his interviews. Not like obviously the late night stuff, Jimmy Kimmel, but like the other stuff, like the the movie guy interviews. He was a. Yeah, no, I mean, I just felt like people, I was kind of interesting how people like uh, reacted to the movie because it wasn't your, you know, bread and butter comic book, like happy go lucky, you know, movie. It was fucking hardcore, man. Uh, Intense, but it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Happy you won an Oscar for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that was an amazing performance. I mean, it's not like, 
the Marvel stuff, but it's literally like the truest version of like I look at it more like a yeah. What does that mean? You got to watch your words, Mister. Yeah, Media. come on, Milton. <laughs> but I also haven't seen a lot of the Marvel stuff. I hear it's great, but it's more of like a Netflix. Uh, they got the best one, the Infinity War. It's nuts. I mean, should I watch them all from the beginning or what? Mm. I think a couple hours or a couple of days. <laughs> a couple hours. Which one's a couple hours? <laughs> um. I think Iron Man 1 was like I remember that one. He's, he's in the beginning. He's in the Middle East. I think he's like taking photos of the, the troops. He's like, the guy, there's a peace sign up. He's like, hey, no gang signs. He's like, I'm just kidding. And then takes a photo. <laughs> then they get blown up and then he gets captured and builds a suit. Yeah. That's, that's all I remember. And then I remember um, <laughs> Mickey Rourke, Milton's favorite guy. <laughs> that one was bad. That one was bad. Milton, how, do you feel about, how do you feel about him? Mickey Rourke, what's going on with him? Yeah, dude, because it's like his face. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, I just see the pain or like, I don't know the what happened. There's a story behind those eyes. I don't know, like, what happened to that face. Did you know he's in the video for uh, uh, Enrique Iglesias? Yeah, I remember that one. That was a great video. Oh, my gosh. Pull it up. Yeah, if I could, you guys, uh, I'm going to try to find it and show you quickly and not get taken down yeah that's beautiful I, I, I watched that video like a year ago i forgot about that one you see a bunch of little spanish kids crying and shit that's how you which ones little spanish kids man you get that guy on there with ricky glaciers <laughs> that's, that's milton's uh hero growing up right him and antonio vendettas i don't know if it was the plastic surgery or like, like no yeah for sure i think it's uh well didn't he do like perfect like he tried to be a professional boxer, and I think he did, like competitive boxing for a bit, fucked his face up, and he got like plastic surgery and Botox. I think. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it, but I mean, this thing, something, all things are happening there, you know. Yeah, I've done any research. Um, oh, Gary, you gonna talk about any fights? Oh shit! Here we go. There he is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Man, let's start. Okay. Hold <laughs> on. I got to take it down. Yeah, are you going to remove that from a second? What's up? Are you going to remove that or you have to edit that? Or no, I, th I think if you're under 29 seconds, you're okay. Oh. That was like seven. So. Purchase was good for something. I learned about media law. Hey, what's up? Oh, Milton, look, look. It's Janthavi. Am I part of the podcast now? Yeah. Ask You're live on CNN. Ask, ask your question. You're live on the live CNN. Is Alex a top man or a bottom man? Oh, you have a new conference call? Yeah, I'm on my conference <laughs> Oh, okay. Thank you so much for having me on CNN. I am so honored to be a guest. Alex is a... <laughs> I'm nervous now. Uh, this is the bottom man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the receiver. <laughs> is that? Oh, whoa, nobody asked for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be very transparent. I Speaking of lovers, Milton's talking to his getting. I think he's getting yelled at by. Yeah, my wife's yelling at me. She's like, "What? Well, I thought you were off." Ah. Well, I just wanted to pop in this. Um, he's on the other team. Nice All to right. meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, I saw it. Milton says it too, but he's being yelled at. 
Don't drink. Too oh, much. Alex, she seems cool, man. All right, yeah, man. she's great. Cool, cool. <laughs> we uh, David, my younger brother, over there. he uh, he always. Or, no, now I'm spreading news like Milton. Like, hey, man, we always said we were going to do a podcast. <laughs> but David thinks Milton's funny, and he had no idea about you because, I don't know, guarded. About me? What do you mean? He just knew you are cool. And then I was like, well, he says, he goes, the story was you were wearing all white the first day yeah, I met you in, uh, a.k.a. the hotel that we were staying at for college. It's weird I to explain. White pants, um, a white shirt that had a collar, short sleeve shirt with like blue, red, purple, yellow colors on it. And remember you showed up and you're like, he's usually dressed this way. And you're like, kind of like, did I say like, that? You did, yeah. Oh. We only knew each other for like a little bit. And I think, uh, well, that meant. Like, we were still kind of like forming our friendship, but it was funny because I think you're trying to show like uh, your brother, some of the, your friends and, um, and I just come out as this like, you know, out there outfit compared to what you've probably seen on Long Island, you know, you'll probably it turns out he's more accustomed to that. Like the, uh, is he nowadays? Yeah. Well, he's always been, he's always been the more mm. open-minded brother. Like he's the fashionista. Like He's the youngest, right? Yeah. And he's the wisest. <laughs> the youngest too it turns out you guys are the best listeners and the wisest awesome. but uh yeah I, I just i assume that he would be uh i don't know maybe if i assume like i treat him like he was one of my friends actually be like, oh no close your eyes oh, <laughs> how dare i be friends with somebody who dresses different what would I, be think I, I, was about to, I was about to go skate i think or something and uh i don't know who knows Stupid me, stupid me. No, no, but we were all. Anyway, he just discovered all your Milton. You available? Yes. All right, I'll we'll wrap you in in a second. I'm telling a heartfelt story. Yeah. He just discovered your creativity side through social media. He because oh. he doesn't post. He posts like once every other year. David, and he's 27. He should be out there like clapping cheeks and everything. But he he's very. Picture two butts just. <laughs> he's guarded he's very guarded like i wanted to have him on earlier he goes no that's his only response but he discovered all your work and he's wildly impressed man by your your artwork and by it's all artwork but by maybe the artwork artwork by your by your artwork <laughs> professional and, uh, uh, yeah he just you know i don't know he finds it cool and he oh. i think la would suit him he and uh i asked him once i was like dude would you ever want to come to a trip in la and he said yeah and this is obviously before asking your permission but i think uh you guys would have a common enemy and i think you guys would be friends that way common enemy <laughs> is that is that your one buddy no that's me oh <laughs> Because you both see the uh, the the flaws, but you both love it regardless. Hey, we all have flaws, Gary. That's what's beautiful about us. Good answer. Yeah, Milton. <laughs> but Milton, we gotta do an LA trip, man. We gotta. Yeah, man. I, I soak mean, soak up the sun. We went to Chicago, not Chicago. We went to Ohio to see you that one time and saw Interstellar. 
he remembers. Yeah, that was a great movie. As long as <laughs> what are you talking about? You got a leg cramp. Oh, what? oh, Interstellar. Yeah. Wait, did you even bring up Interstellar? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so worried about my delivering the line that I didn't. Nah. <laughs> yeah. You were. Yeah, dude. It was Mars. Was... Yeah, I mean, I'm go, uh, that Marv. Dude. Murphy's Law. He called Murph. Marsh. Marsh. I've only seen Christopher Nolan movies once in the theaters besides The Dark Knight. It's just so ingrained in my mind. Inception. I didn't see Prestige. Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk. Mm. Yeah, I only seen them once. I don't know. Did I see? I don't think I saw Interstellar in the theaters. I think I just saw it like. We were together. See? That's I over just car. I drove your car through the snow because you didn't know how to drive in the snow. Oh yeah, I got a ticket. <laughs> we were speeding in, in the snow. I was like, you remember the snowstorm? You got a ticket before, um, and then you weren't too familiar driving in the snow because you grew up in Queens, so you didn't drive. <laughs> and so I drove it. I was Matthew McConaughey driving us to the car. I remember it. Dude, you have an excellent memory. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. And then, uh, yeah, I'm not going to state more things that happened because, you know, some of us might get in trouble with uh, some things that went down, Gary and, uh, and Laura. That was two weeks before I met Anya. Holy was goodness. It? Yeah, I remember. That's amazing. Uh, it was like a 7 a.m. flight because it was like $14 on Spirit Airlines. So no, I, I was ready to like, I don't know. I thought I would stay up the whole night, but I just was exhausted. Yeah. Did you miss your flight? No. One of you guys saved me and it was delayed. <laughs> but I wasn't delayed. That's what I think. That's what all the rumors started. I was actually early. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> get yeah, I get it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> you guys see the trailer for the new Nolan movie, uh, Tenant? Yeah. I'm seeing a bit. Time oh. is. Oh. The new Tom Hardy came out. The new, new movie, Capone, came out, I think, last night. Netflix? Uh, I don't think it's on Netflix. It, it might be just like you to rent it on like Amazon or some shit. It's called Capone. Like it's Al Capone? Him. Yeah. And he plays Al Capone in later years. Yeah. Um, but it was oh I mean, my gosh. just like just like all the movies, it was gonna be in theaters, but I hate the New York Post. I don't I don't know what that is. I mean I know what it is, but like I don't I was, know like, <laughs> I was like, how is he gone so I'm not, I'm not familiar. Is it like an exaggerated kind of like magazine? Tabloid. Okay. Capone uh, review. Tom Hardy is an embarrassment. <laughs> Really? Just type in Capone in the no. Google. I bet he. I bet he did great. <laughs> I know. I. I bet he did do great. You guys see the movie Legend? Yeah, played two roles, two brothers. Yeah, I saw that in the theaters. Have you guys seen the movie uh, um, Wuthering Heights? Holy shit! That's kind of fucked. Messed up? No, no. I haven't seen it, so I don't really. 
I just look at reviews. A random movie for him, though. I'm just kind of like, why that? He's played a lot. I mean, I feel like he's really challenged himself as an actor. So I feel like he's yeah. like fucking extremes, man. Al Capone? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You guys see the movie yeah. Legend? Where he's the twins? The like the yeah. London mobsters? Yeah, you just asked that. <laughs> oh, did you answer? Yeah. <laughs> um, have you seen Bronson? Of course. We saw that movie against our will. Gary hasn't seen it? No, and I know the premise, and I love Tom Hardy, and I still haven't seen so it. So good. Have you seen him in uh, Rock and Rolla? The Guy yes. Ritchie film? Yes. Uh, saw a little of that. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, he's a he's a side character, but he's he's pretty great in that. And then, what about This Means War? Him and uh... <laughs> I did see the Chris Pine. <laughs> Dude, I went on a whole Chris Pine. Uh... Uh, IMDB and then watched all the Star Trek movies. I've never seen them. They're way better than Star Wars. J.J. Abrams did a way better job on those. Star Trek. I've never, I don't know. It's not as... It's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Milton, is your microphone well muffled? Because you seem a little more uh, faded out. I mean, I'm probably, because I'm probably far away from the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? <laughs> I'm not wearing headphones, so it's probably not as uh Oh me either. See? Ooh. <laughs> Dude, where the hell did you get that thing? Uh we we have like three wigs in the house. They're all from Halloween from years ago. And really? um yeah. I actually will I'll wear this out like legit sometimes just in public. It's pretty it's pretty fun. It's the same um, color. I mean it looks cool. I know, right? My mother saw actually I was FaceTime my mother the other day for Mother's Day actually. And uh she's like, That looks real. She's like, Imagine your mustache so long. Like, oh. <laughs> it's like literally the perfect hairstyle for you if we were doing like a kind of like a movie about our lives when we were in college. The tight hairline. Dude, the same hairstyle. Oh my gosh. My brother kills Keanu Reeves. He goes, I rewatched The Matrix. He goes, It sucks. What? Come oh, on. wait, Bronson's done by the guy who did Drive? Yep. You're going to love it even more now. Wow. <laughs> the soundtrack's great. I have the soundtrack saved my uh, Spotify. Nice. Is anyone going to listen to this whole thing, or is it just going to be us, like, speaking and having fun? Because, you know, it's just two, just two random friends of yours, you know, having a good time. With the stuff huh? that I'm going to put out? That will get the attention. What I did earlier today with my friend getting arrested and me making fun of, uh, or not making fun of, calling out another MMA reporter. That will get attention. But this is what everybody should see: is a healthy conversation between yes, three betas. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Gary. <laughs> no, this is fun. Uh, I miss you guys. You guys are great. You guys are. Uh... It was fun living our senior year, living all together in that one place with Jackson. It was awesome. Yeah, with Jack, dude, man, I remember you being upset every time you had one of his male friends over, over the night. The walls were very. <laughs> the walls are so thin. Very thin. I feel like that's a song. These walls are so thin. But remember that time, uh, Gary had both his walls, uh, <laughs> kind of. Oh my God, man! Let's not get into it. We're we're on some public you know 
We all right. Let's give a let's give a story each. I'll come up with uh, with dinosaur girl. Dinosaur girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at those out We should all tell the story like this. What are you, what are you trying to say? Gary and I both had girls leave our rooms to the windows. Dude, that was hilarious. Third story. I just told my brother the story about Reef. When uh, Milton was there, Alex was not. Uh, this is when we were talking about we shouldn't do a podcast in the future. We were like, uh, <laughs> oh, oh God. we were like, hey, Reef, this is the guy's name, Gary Reef. We are like, hey, man, you, you understand? Alex has got a bad man. He's got to juggle a girl on Monday, a Tuesday girl. He takes off Wednesday to recover. Then Thursday swings in there. And like, Reef's just true. sitting there like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm fucking out here dry, and this guy's complaining about being tired. <laughs> Damn, those are all rumors. Those are not true. <laughs> there was one yes. in particular that the girl that Alex had that always felt like that we were masterminds, and because she always what was her name? She always saw. I know the name, but I she always saw the same girls at the same time. So she started because she was a smart girl. So she started to pick up the fact that there was like a pattern to the behavior. You know what? I blame Milton for being bad influence on me. He's like, "Yo, man, we're in college. Enjoy yourself." That's it's the you know it's it's that. It's kind of like well, I feel like we you know to our credit, I think we were all our limitations because I remember, our man. Limitations. After, well, as far as like we we all had more. We were all like we were not doing any. We were very honest about. Doing as far as like true, none of us were trying to get into a serious relationship, and we all had things we want to do outside of college. As far as yeah, so we didn't want anything serious. Uh, and I remember a couple times where uh, after like a long semester of shenanigans, you know, me and Alex would sit down, and not, you know, even because you were at work back in those days when you were hustling and stuff, um, you know, wearing some ties and stuff. You know, me and Alex would be like, man, we gotta like, you know, we can't do this anymore, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that actually yeah I remember that we could get a like, talks man I'm just like you just like you know like but that's the, that's what makes us I think for any guy you know you grow up you have to like date women to to kind of figure out what you want as far as women or whatever yeah, make some mistakes here and there but we always had our morals and like we always like were aware yeah oh some guys don't some guys just fucking keep that's true well, also, people aren't really surrounded by good people, you know, like, you guys are all great, and that's why we all stuck together, because, like, even though I met first, first met Gary, he was wearing a huge oversized polo and, like, super, super baggy blue jeans, and um, I was like, he seems like a nice guy, and you're my neighbor, so we kept hanging out, and then eventually, you know, uh, we started vibing even more, and uh, then Milton, you, uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, That's what his wife said. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but like we we all like we're good influences on each other. We all there to, to talk to each other, and you know, man, dude. Um, some people don't have that, you know. Dude, that was- I think we were kind of attacked. Like people wanted to like fight. How like we weren't trying to be cool. We were just like having fun. Yeah, have exactly. We're just having fun, and people want to. Uh, were you saying we were cool? <laughs> I think we're cool because we were ourselves. Like I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, what do you say? What do you consider? Oh wait, wait. You're right. Not were. <laughs> what do you guys consider no, uh, a party school? Hmm? Purchase? 
No, but our dorm room was. Or the apartment. Uh, that's, and that's something that I always want. Like, uh, looking back now, you know, like, you know, I felt like but, what I enjoyed the most about our time is something that I, like, cherish is that I'm sure there were people there that had a, you know, probably didn't have a great time in their, you know, during their college years of purchase. And I'm like, yeah. that's probably one of the best times of my life, man. I felt like I was, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's fun. No, it's fun. I had a great time. I honestly, you know, I felt like I, you know, from you and Gary, I feel like I was exposed to so many different things that I, before that I've never done, you know, and like, yeah, for the first time in my life, I was kind of like, put my shoe, my guard down, you know, and I was just open and like had a good time with different people and like different like crowds and you know what I mean? Cause like for me and Gary, we were being from the city, you know, it's like everything is like yeah. a certain way. Like, and I felt like I actually felt suburbs. Myself and became more, became who I am today through those experiences, man. Yeah. But like, dude, looking back, some of the things we did in the good times, man. And for mostly, yeah. we used to go to the gym together. We used to fucking eat together. We used to have our little fucking dinners and just talk about like, you know, what's going on. And even though like Gary was with his sports, you know, you were doing your arts and, and skateboarding. I was doing my charter thing. Uh, like we watch, watch, watch it, watch it. Yeah. You asked us if you could say another word and now I can't say <laughs> Also Milton, why I laughed, you said it's the best time for you because you should be still like having great times, you know, like it's the best time of that. Like you should still have moments you know where you're i am and, and it's like you know i know you're married it's true. but it shouldn't be slowing you down <laughs> no i'm not look it's in I think he wants it though i think he wants the golf life and the slow life no i mean i mean that those years are definitely a huge highlight for me yeah it was but like it was it's so much fun i mean like i'm not gonna say that i'm not having fun now or anything but it's just like you better be the thing is it's like uh, there was a unique time in our lives. Like I had no like stress about like fucking, you know, career. You were pretty stressful. Oh, like, <laughs> and very pale. <laughs> Dude, we had to drag you out of your lab. You were there. Yeah. Milton, we come back our senior year. You're the palest guy in the house and you're the, you're usually the darkest guy. You're, you're from your bloodline, you know, you're supposed to be a little more tan than everybody and you're super pale. That's why I hang out with Laura, bro. She kind of <laughs> That's right. She's a ghost. <laughs> well, dude, like, but it's like the I felt like just I just felt free, man. Like as far as just like yeah, there was things I was gonna get, but at the same time I was doing everything. I was studying. I was working out. I was like having the, like I was pushing myself. I was going out. Like Gary would show up after work, not sleeping at all, and like meet us at a random party. Like that was awesome, man. Well, I hate the fact that you like say that you were free, like. But it's always that I, maybe you think if your nose well, is to the grindstone right now, he's more responsibility free. now. I feel like locked. true, true. Really like my life is more structured. Like you know what I mean. Like I gotta take vitamins now and shit. Not for ABS. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just so I have to be like everything is very structured. My life is very structured. Like like I literally have a routine every day. Like I, I'll check my emails at a certain time, chores at a certain time. Well, I'll, yeah, and it's not like a bad thing. I feel like it's a lot of it. It's like for my life is it's just you know you adapt to your surroundings but i only think, human though like i think fun i felt like i was with my brothers you know like we had a great yeah. a lot were there good times yeah were there bad times yeah but it i kept it together you know gary awesome. is your uh is your life pretty structured right now too or is it just pretty much pretty open i'm trying to that's a tough answer. You were you're kind of like in between a, you were a few years ago between a few things and 
I know you're building stuff up now, but it's like, I'm not sure like what you have going on besides, you know, um, a lot of things that not they have going on, you know? So it's just like, I know you have a little more freedom than, than Milton, but do you give yourself, you know, your own schedule type of thing? Well, I'm blessed to have a wife that is the, uh, the Milton she's type. She's the, she's she's, fast, yeah. she's the structure, keeps me in check. It's like, as soon as I met her and she could understand me, I'm like, oh, she's the one. I'm fighting for that freedom, Milton. I know what you mean, like be free, but there's different stages of freedom. Like we had it in college. We're going to have our professional freedom. And uh, yeah, just, but I have to incorporate structure if I want to get there a little because yeah. I, just, I need to do resumes to get a job to maybe go out to LA. And then once that happens, then I'll fly yeah, like a bird. Let me give myself like a blonde fucking like. <laughs> like, like Odell Beckham? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to have like super long hair. It's going to be beautiful, bro. <laughs> I want to see Milton with blonde hair. Blonde, long hair. I have blonde hair. You know things are going wrong. <laughs> you should grow your hair out, man. It's not going well for me, bro. Milton, grow your hair out. Yeah, what does it look like when it's long? It's just wavy, curly hair. Dude, is oh, there any photo? He froze it up. Uh, Alex, Alex, Alex. It's more just because it's like maintenance, man. Alex, Alex. I'm here. Can you see me? We, uh, yeah, we've been calling to you for 30 minutes. Okay, I think I'll, I'll try the Wi-Fi again. I think everybody's on it. There's six people in the house, so. Tell them to go to sleep. <laughs> hey. There you go. What's up? How are you guys doing? I mean, well, I think out of all three of us, I think, Alex, you're chasing the uh, the biggest dream, like in terms of like. I just don't know what it is, though. I'm just uh, doing the things that I enjoy doing, but it's like um, – doing so for people that might be listening um this far into the podcast that hi mom that's what i was gonna say (laughs) um yeah so my here skateboarding my friends and i uh board company skateboard company um i do a character in skateboarding called man ramp which i hold a piece supply with for people to skate onto off of um and and our board company and the director are doing pretty well in the street we actually have a, a man ramp um, video series on Thrasher magazine coming out nice. starting in June. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, doing carpentry and all that stuff and construction, just making stuff, you know, drawing still. And, um, yeah, actually we're even talking about buying land out here um, on the outskirts nice. of LA, like near Joshua tree. So that's like really affordable compared to, the LA city limits but it's like I don't know like com- compared to Milton Milton has like a clear set goal of what he's doing right Milton you're you're pretty much like on a he's path. in it right he's in it I mean yeah it's weird because it's like I feel like in the same way it's like a yay nay kind of thing you know like yeah in one spec that like um, I'm kind of like you know how you are you know you're kind of on this path and you're kind of like it's very organic you know yeah definitely like more organic yeah I mean, I feel like mine is similar in a sense where it's like, you know, yeah, you're in a path, but it's like, you don't know, it's kind of what you do with it. You know, like you're not, yeah. I could end up, you know, depending on what kind of practice I get or, you know, things. Yeah. Practice, you know? I would say yours is like a hundred times more structured. It's like, at least you, you're. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty much in the opposite ends of the spectrum. Like Milton's in you know, medical fields, you're, you're on this path to go to a certain point. And, so, yeah. yeah, which is great. But I'm in between me, you guys, like, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you're pretty much between us. And then for me, it's like, I don't know, like I actually give myself a bunch of structure. I wake up at like between five to six every morning just to like wake up, stretch, exercise before I go to work. Um, and then go to work and then come home, hang out my dog, which he's outside right now waiting for me. So, um, but it's just like, you know, I give myself that structure. If I have no work that day, then, um, I have certain projects in the garage or my room to draw or to take my dog out to the park. So I give myself certain things cause I have to. Um, but if I didn't, like, I want to have anything that's like really besides work, you know, it's just like, Oh, just the one work thing, do this job over here. Okay. But like. I don't know. Having that structure helps a lot. Alex, it's the same way. I feel like my life is the same way because, you know, there's certain things that are like required of me for purposes, which you have to, you know, for, you know, your projects and stuff. But a lot of the stuff, you know, like I have to like, kind of like what Gary's doing, like I have to structure things so I can, you know, maximize and kind of do or achieve my, my goals or at least maximize what, whatever I can, I'm going to do in my career. Uh, mm -hmm. Same thing you do, like I do the same thing. Like, literally, even if I don't go to work, I'll try to get up early, try to kind of have a routine, a schedule. And no one's like forcing us to do that, but it's something that, like, you know, that, you know, sometimes I look back and I wish I didn't have to do that, but it's like just part of growing yeah. up. Like, that's why those days and purchase or I cherish a lot because it was, it was great and all. I mean, and you probably were more structured in that time than me and Gary. Because I remember well, like, in college. In a way, yeah, because you always woke up certain time, like, you know, like, you had a routine. Like, that's what I always liked about your lifestyle. You, I don't know, like, you knew, like, you had, like, in a sense, you from, like, an outsider's perspective, you think that, oh, you know, you're, you know, it's kind of like where you go, and, you know, but it, realistically, not really. It's like, look, look what you just said, like, you, you kind of know how you go about your day. Mm -hmm. Alex, have you seen people, like, burn out, like, try to, like, they try to come out to LA or maybe they're in LA and they just, you could see them have no structure. They have all the bit, they talk the talk, they have the big game, they want the dreams, but they just, maybe they're lacking a little structure or discipline because dude, I think your wrestling and your sport background is like, mm -hmm. set you apart in my opinion. I mean, this definitely helps. I mean, that's why I still like do the things I do for exercise. I wake up with certain like mindset, a certain standard I have to be at to be like, physically capable to do certain things and also I try to hold myself responsible and like learning new things for like art or carpentry yeah. um but yeah I mean I think most of the people I know in Los Angeles have done pretty well and they're they're still out here but there are a few friends that are just like um they've just you know gotten a little too crazy here and there and like yeah I'm moving back or something like that but for the most part, a lot of people I still hang out with out here, they're, they're doing really well. Obviously, there's a few people that come out here and just kind of get a little too carried away with certain lifestyles. But, I mean, I'm also very fortunate because I moved out with some really good buddies of mine, too. So um, being there for each other is really helpful. But And then some people move out here solo and have no idea how to do that. It's so crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Great perspective. Great perspective. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, boys, anything else? Anything else? I say, did you notice the 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 room? This is our college room numbers on the screen. Oh, I was B. That's right. I saw these. Yeah, I was like trying, like, why am I B? There's A. Remember. <laughs> and oh, then, oh uh, the, the fights. We talking about the fights. Milton, did you watch anything? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I'm like a little bubble. It was free. That's true. Some of them. I watched YouTube. Well, there were no fans in the stands, and there was epic fights. And uh, Alex, what do you think about? Uh, I mean, uh, dude, what do you think about the fights? It was no fans, but the action was nuts. It was great. Uh, I saw a lot of the prelims, and then I saw the last one, the Gaethje and Ferguson fight, and uh, it was great. Um, Milton, would you watch if I sent you? Yeah. Nah, don't bullshit me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's well, oh, like one. So pretty much, like the vibe of it was like a high school basketball game. Where you can, like, <laughs> it's like you hear like all the noise and stuff. And I look before the fourth round on the Gaethje Ferguson fight. I heard a freaking whistle. Like I thought, like someone. I, I swear, I heard a whistle. Jeez. And I, the fucking basketball game. What's going on here? Like uh. you know. But what I mean, missing I, was a dad screaming. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck up. <laughs> um, second, but uh, yeah, uh, I thought it was great. I mean, obviously the striking was what people love the most, um, and they're both wrestling backgrounds, but also phenomenal strikers like that. But it was great to see because, like, they're I have no, I have no clue what I'm talking about, obviously, but um, they were they weren't always just throwing punches whenever they were close. They were, like, trying to get the angles and stuff, too. They were getting close, getting an angle. I mean, they wouldn't always throw a punch either. They'd get close, like, I see Gaethje, like, get down, like, get the angle, but then feel it and go back and, like, you know. Damn, dude, look I at you as the wrestling guy picking up some boxing, man. And I don't know also if Milton knows off. this. Uh, Milton, uh, Alex stepped into uh, – or 3-1-B stepped into a, uh, a jiu-jitsu gym uh, not too long ago. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And they were like, Alex, calm down, man. This isn't the NCAAs. <laughs> well, because, you know, I, I just showed up and it's like, oh, it's, you show up, you know, try it out. And I was like, cool. And then, um, oh, cool. And, and then they separate the people. You killed from, the sunset. Like, no. Beginners um, and like the brown belt. No, he, he, he is actually awesome. He okay, texted me like a month after. He was like, hope you're doing well. Like, Come goes, back anytime. Like, my wrist cool. just, uh, I just got two screws no in for that. At the time, you know? What? <laughs> the, the sensei's like, oh, I hope you're doing well. I just got the, the metal bolts out of my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Snap his wrist. But, uh, yeah, I also liked, um, I never noticed this before, but um, Ferguson's USA tattoo on his leg. Yep, yep. That was rad. Good to see. I found that out last year. And, uh, that little- Did you? That reminded me of that time you guys did that wrestling in New York City, uh, where, where Alex was wearing those like tight like, like, dude, and all and all the moms were like circling circling around. And Alex, did like, you take any photos, Milton? Wow, oh, dude, those things are the. Everyone was like so disappointed when Alex lost, like in the I think it was like the semis or something. Like, like I was like, why are you? Because me and your dad were watching your fight, and then like I think Alex was started it like after yours and it was initiated. And like I Dez just, was there, man, too. I forgot yeah, Dez and Moni. Like a crop of women, like circling. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look, it's like Alex wrestling. And I was like, ah, shit. So those that obviously don't know, because there's no footage anywhere, but 
there was a grappling tournament in Queens, New York by Milton's house. And uh, I'm from uh, out east Long Island. Alex is from upstate New York. And we all came to this tournament. Alex made his own uh, wrestling pants. They were long at one point, right? They were legit spandex jeans, <laughs> jeggings, by coming in the jean shorts. And yep, cut them up. They're, and they they're, they're kind of like the Hulk shorts, you know, because it's his. That's you. Yes. And it's I had Bruce Banner. And I had the mutton chops to mustache combo with oh no hair. Dude, I wish we had a photo. <laughs> I, I didn't train for that either. I was just like, okay. Sent to workouts, right? <laughs> well, again, remember you tried trying to lose weight and you couldn't, you didn't make your weight. Because <laughs> we oh, went. Me? Oh, Gary did. Yo, we went out the night before to see, you know. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we ate Chinese food. It was like a girl trying to dance with him in the fucking club and stuff. And I was like, heavyweight champ. Heavyweight champ. <laughs> <laughs> Gary was furious, man. Because he was like, man, like he was like, oh, you know, we all slept in the dungeon downstairs. And Gary was like, oh, I'm going to be in bed by like 11. You know, I'm going to have oh, a, yeah. a little water. Next thing you know, we're fucking. Next thing you know, Alex is like putting a beer in my hand. He goes, loosen up. I was like, all right. Yeah. We walked to Brooklyn from your place, oh, two miles. Dude, he was so mad. He was so yeah. mad. It was uh, I forgot about that. I actually did really well. So it shows you it's all mental. Yeah. I want too many. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I needed one more. I had one, two less. Yeah, uh, true. Didn't, uh, Hi, boys. No, Joe was, uh, he was in that shit too, right? He ate shit. <laughs> <laughs> tap out, man. Remember tap out? Oh, great. Yeah, I still wear their shirts and their jeans. A little bedazzled jeans. He's doing yeah. well, man. He's doing extremely well. He's been in the force now. Like, he works in the hood. <laughs> Alex, I don't know if you know, but Milton definitely does. Brownsville, New York. No. Sounds, they made a documentary called the seven five on Netflix. Oh, it's it's I haven't seen it, but I've heard it. I heard it's great. That's where Joe works. He's gonna be in the sequel. No, I'm just kidding. It's about crooked cops. He's he's a he's a great guy. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I forgot it's crooked cops. Yeah. Dude, he has so many stories. I bet. You guys know Takashi Six Nine? Did he arrest him? He told me well, he was in a music video, Joe. I don't think it was Takashi's video, but it was a bunch of like young kids like saying F you copper. And uh, yeah, Joe told me about Takashi Six Nine way before he was publicized. He goes, "Yo, this Bushwick rapper's coming up." And then, this what do you know? You say, "Hey, Roger, you know about this rapper?" <laughs> That's always. Oh, dude, we should have the carousel next week. We got to get the four of us. I mean, Roger lives only a few miles from me. Dude, you got to so. get. I mean, I got. I feel bad, but we got to get uh, Laura in this shit, man. Laura yeah. next week. She's gonna be bummed. Yeah, let's do it next week. This yeah, she'll see it. We'll tag her in it. We'll be like, hey, tried invitation or something. What, what are we gonna call this? The uh, what the hell happened? Three one. Gary's bears. Gary's bears. Gary's bears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Gary, I wanted to ask you, man. Like, oh, he yeah. calls me so, Gary oh, finally. Oh, do people do your fan, do people listen to this podcast know your name's Gary? Because <laughs> we're calling you Gary the entire time. Believe, believe. <laughs> Wait, have you been calling me Gary? Yeah. Dude, I haven't noticed once. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much editing you're going to have to do now, man? Yeah. Yo, beep, 
Like, wow, those dirtbags. The word in the entire episode. What I really wanted to ask you, man, is about like you know now that uh, you're gonna be a father, man. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, bear. Believe it. It's like that's amazing. What did Alex say about like just roll the punches <laughs> with the I don't know like fun or life is what you make it <laughs> like just like don't left lose the garden the left the garden dig <laughs> <laughs> can you dig uh, always rest but I, I'm well, not we're not gonna be my wife and I are not gonna be the stereotype when we have kids that's always rest the what did you say yeah you remember that Gary that was my oh, motto. Yeah, so you- yeah, that was your model on the wall next to Sanchez jersey. Yeah, and then it's as you get sponsored by Monster Energy, the oh, best yeah. never rest. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. The best always rest, and then it became those that rest are broke. Remember that? <laughs> they just put that ending there. I like it. Uh, but I mean, the reason I, I mean, it's just I mean, the way you said it, I remember it was like through a group text. You were like, oh, like the quarantine baby thing. So it was kind of just like, holy shit, you know, like it was a, such a shocker, you know. Uh, and I'm like, I mean, me and Irene are like, honestly thinking about, you know, like trying in like a year. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> hey, Milton. Yeah. What do you name your Niho? Uh, if it's a boy, we actually have names. So I have names. I can't wait to rip this apart. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's fine. Uh, so Leo. if it's, it's going to be Hudson. Hudson? Hudson? All right. So then I'll say mine. I thought Antonio was it. Was the name Antonio <laughs> and one the other kid's Banderas? Oh. Yeah, that'd be sick. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> oh, that's a good name, Hudson. I like that. Uh, yeah, so Hudson, uh, Irene wants to give him the middle name James Hudson James. Ooh. And if we have, we actually have two girl names, so one would be uh Savannah, and the other one would be Madison. Oh Ooh. my gosh, my father <laughs> wants me to name my uh girl that name. What, which one, Savannah? Savannah, like Savannah, Georgia. Beautiful name. Yeah, it's a beautiful name. We're going with Valentina if it's a girl. Ooh, that's a great name. What's his name, man? And Orion if it's a boy. Orion. What is it? Orion. Orion? Oh. And then we would call him Ryan, or I would call him Ryan. Call him O. O. Yeah. The O face. O. O. Awesome, man. I mean, but these is like, dude, it's like, uh, I mean, I'm, Milton, we might have just met the uh, the partner of uh, Alex's uh, children. <laughs> Not going to happen for a while, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, the mean, sunset in LA. The best part is like, he's like, you know, when you got married and I got married, like, he's like life events, and, you know, and it kind of makes it better, you know, because we do we like knowing each other since we were in college. And now I was back. crying at your wedding. I know. Dude. Yeah, that was beautiful. I heard. Dude, you're scaring the audience. You keep changing, man. They're like, what the hell's going on? That's like Bronson. Yeah, like one episode, it was Bronson. The other one, he's a surfer guy, you know, writes poetry. <laughs> but it's like, dude, like, uh, that's awesome, man. And like, you know, you're going to be a dad and stuff. Yeah, Gary, I'm very happy for it. I can't wait to see the kiddo once they pop out. We'll be traveling with it, man. We'll be definitely doing different stuff. Make it sound like it's the pet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we're gonna bring it along, you know. Like oh, we got a cage. <laughs> Yo, that thing don't eat if I don't eat. No. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Fine, you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, 
That's crazy though, man. Yeah. Hey, let's do this next week with, uh, with Laura. I gotta, I gotta have some dinner. I'm gonna yeah, head out, okay, boys? Let's yeah. do it. You guys cool if everything is posted? Yeah, I don't care. Well, the world needs to see three betas talk about life, man. We're all... It's true. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the name of the podcast. Three betas. <laughs> three betas. <laughs> They're probably going to be like, well, what's Laura then? Is she the alpha? Yeah. Okay. Dude, that one guy stopped no. at the end of the show and he had no hair. <laughs> it's been all that long of a show. What the hell happened? All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining the Actagon. It was awesome. Man. Love, you, love you, boys. God, I love my wife. Not only because she's beautiful and she's a great personality, but damn, she could cook. Wow. <sighs> if you guys ever got to interrupt me. And yeah, I took off I took off the sweatshirt. We had some quesadillas. They were spicy. Not drinking beer, though. It's allergy season. No beer, no dairy. Lost 12 damn pounds down to my fighting weight. But yeah, if you guys ever need to interrupt me, make sure it's with delicious food or delicacies or cuisines. You're always allowed to interrupt me with those. All right, everybody. That was Iktagon number 18 in the books. Next week is going to be fire. It's going to be lit from the three-point line. As the kids like to say, we are going to review the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. We're going to review the UFC in Jacks. Is it Jacksonville? Yeah. UFC in Jacksonville. Eden. No. Tre. Which means three. Um, <laughs> we're going to review that. Uh, the Last Dance and a ton of guests. The guests are only going to get better. And if they're returning guests, they're only going to be better. So, Aitagon18 in the books. Love y'all. Later. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.